y'all did y'all miss us because we show sure miss you look watch like and subscribe to our channel at sister sis 1988 as well as follow us on all our social media platforms at sister sis 1988 we have a wonderful guest coming to our show today she is the owner of i am her she is the owner and founder of i am her i'm going to turn it over to her let her introduce herself and we're going to get this thing rolling Hello, I am Ashley Spriggs, the founder and owner of I Am Her, Girls Empowerment Brand, where our mission is to provide a safe haven for girls to be heard and understood. Um, so yeah. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for being here. So, we're just going to jump right on in. So, y'all, you kind of already said who is Ashley Spriggs. Mm -hmm. So, where did the love for mentorship come from? To be honest, like, I've always worked with kids even when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. It sounds crazy, but uh, I started off in church. Um, I actually started our children's ministry at the age of 15. So um, I just always enjoy, like, motivating children, even as a child, um, and just encouraging them. And I guess the reason why is probably because, like, I'm a daddy's girl. Mm -hmm. So my dad has always encouraged me and boosted me up and everything like that. And so it's just always been instilled in me to do the same. I mean, that's what we're here for is to encourage each other and work with each other. Um, so that's where the, I think the love came from. Because um, at that time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at it as mentorship until mm -hmm. now with the word. Um, and then working at a local middle school, um, as I got, when I got older and I was in school, um, I just saw like how the girls were acting. Um, it was a high rate of girl fights, um, bullying, the rate of bullying was high. It was just amongst the girls. Mm -hmm. And um, you would assume it would be boys, but it was just weird to me that coming from where I came from and like how I was raised, like to see young ladies acting like that. Mm -hmm. I was raised by my grandparents, so always good. Um, and I was just like, okay, something has to give. Like, right. what, like what's going on? Right. And um, I just started like talking to the girls and um started realizing like some of them had the same story that i had and i was like oh okay and it started off like two or three girls would come before school and sit with me then it was like 10 then it was like 20 <laughs> hey. then it was like 30 like literally and this is before school like 7 30 in the morning yes right um and i was just like okay i got something here mm -hmm. and um Someone that worked with me at that time was like hey you got something here yes so i was like okay well let's do it and I just fell in love with um, working with youth um, and also just creating different programs for them to get involved with, get involved in. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really How did that make you feel to see it grow like that? Yeah. You, to be honest, um, I'm just not seeing it. Like, I've always done it just because I love to do it. Mm -hmm. um, now that I've created a business out of it or with it, and I look back, like this one's, I've been doing this for 11 years now. Okay, okay. So to look back and actually like hear the stories, actually like have people say like, hey, y'all are doing a great job. Okay. This is like good. And I'm looking like, oh snap, like we're doing surveys and everything and looking at the numbers and actually seeing the growth because numbers don't lie. Right. Actually, <laughs> actually seeing the growth, it's like, wow, like, I am doing this. And the crazy thing, I think another reason why, like I said, like, I'm like, I don't really pay attention to it is because to be honest, it's not me. Like, if you were to ask me like, well, how did you do this? What steps did you take? 
I don't know. Like it was God just put it in me no, and I just right. did. Like right. I, I can't Yeah, like mm-hmm. I can't I can't tell you how to start your own nonprofit. I can't <laughs> tell you how to do this and do that because I honestly don't know. I just do what God asked me to do and have faith in it and just do it. You were that woman that so many girls was needing in their life at that time, so you really made a difference. Mm-hmm. I'm sure for them. Do you still talk to some of those ladies? Yes, my oldest one, I'm going to say my age. So, um, my oldest, the oldest young lady that I talk to is 25. She just turned 25. Oh, okay. Yes, and she's been with me since sixth grade. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Moving, yeah. <laughs> so, how do you support and set examples for the younger generation? Um, My dad has always used this quote that said, it's just right to be right. It's just good to be good. Uh-huh. And I live by that. Okay. So I just, I try my best to do right. I'm not perfect. Um, and do good by others, by myself. Um, and then also just being transparent. Um, like in our mission statement, it does say like, we provide a safe haven for them, for us to be heard and understood. Um, so I feel like as women, sometimes we forget that we were 12, 13, and 14. So when somebody, a young lady comes and says, oh, I'm in love. I love them. And we really do be like, girl, go on. Like, that's right. puppy love. Right. Um, and not understanding that they really mean what they're saying. Right. I love Lil Bow Wow. I love Chris Brown. I, just, I knew I was going to marry Lil Bow Wow. That didn't happen. But I knew that was going to, I feel like I was in love with Right. Him. Or whatever. We were going to meet and sail off into the sunset. Um, I'm thankful for my husband that I have now. <laughs> but so, you know, when they do come and they're saying, I'm in love, or I feel this way, and, you know, and at that time we're thinking, like, you're too young for this. Sure. Just sitting down with them and explaining, like, understanding, okay, well, why do you feel like you're in love? What feelings mm-hmm. do you have? What, what, what do they do for you? Right. What, you know, like, what's going on? And then have them come up with the answer. So instead of saying, you're not in love, let them say, right, right. oh, well, no, maybe that's not love. Maybe I like them a lot. Like, yeah, see, right. we just like them, girl. You good. So things like this. And I feel like that's why a lot of young girls shut down too. They're being told, like, don't feel that way. You shouldn't be too, too young to feel that way. they like, I'm not going to talk at all. I'm not going to tell you about it at all. I'm still going to like them, but I, I'm not going to tell you about it. I got a funny story. So 16, y'all, it's, it's etched in my memory. It was so embarrassing. So at 16, I was on the phone. This is landline time. I was getting out the phone, my little boo, and he was like, I love you. And I was like, I love you too. Well, daddy had picked up the phone Uh-oh. at that time. Uh-oh. And he was like, what? Get off this phone. So I, I hung up the phone. He's like, you don't love nobody. What you talking about you love somebody? You don't love nobody. I'm like, I don't love nobody. I don't love nobody. I don't So like, you know, things like that, you know, and I love my dad for that because of course, that wasn't like real love. Right. Like, look at it. Right. But like for a long time, like I didn't say I love you to nobody. Mm-hmm. My daddy said, I don't love nobody. I'm not doing that. Yeah, so yes, yeah, so I'm just doing that. The, the double lines in the house, they pick up their phone. <laughs> what? You gotta hustle hard to see if you hear something. You that clip, you know. Hello. So we just busted busted a couple of times with that double line and said something. I'm, I'm the one that's always saying somebody ain't got no business. And I'm always co signing what you said. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're late night times, you've been like, let the phone ring twice and hang up. I'm gonna know it's shit. Right? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. That was really bad. It was. <laughs> 
So did you have support and role models when you were growing up? Yes. Uh, I, I come from a family of leaders and educators. Okay. Um, so I've always had that support. Like I said, I was raised by my grandparents. So real old school, um, grew up in church. Um, and then I was a daycare kid. Okay. Um, so I remember Miss Karen, still talk to her this day. From daycare? From daycare. You were from daycare? I was, well, yeah, I was in, I, I could have closed down the daycare as long as I was in daycare. I stayed all the way to the head. Not closed down. Right. I could have, I could have, they could have hired me by the time I got out of daycare. Um, but yes, I, I, um, I was fortunate enough and blessed enough to just always be surrounded by positive people and positive okay. role models. Mm -hmm. um, men and women. Um, so like I said, I am a daddy's girl and I'm an auntie's baby. Uh -huh. um, and so my aunt also um, encouraged me just to be a strong woman. Mm -hmm. be a strong, like I saw like some of the struggles that she went through and how she just mastered it and conquered it. And I was like, and she's so beautiful to me. So I'm like, oh, I want to be like my auntie. <laughs> um, so, um, so growing up, she was one of the women um, that I looked up to and I'm always going to shout out my baby. So. And my baby. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Daddy. Shout out to Daddy. What is something you have experienced in your life that you want to make sure you share and teach? Not knowing my worth. And I'm dealing with that. Like I'm learning that lesson now. Mm -hmm. Um looking at looking back at things that I've accepted, even in the business industry. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's where it not I know that's where it really hit me. Mm -hmm. Um because I'm not doing this for me. So I made a decision, um, not thinking about the outcome as far mm -hmm. as business and not knowing really what our program was worth. Yes. Um, and it didn't just hurt me, but it hurt the girls. Mm -hmm. I could see the effects on them, not being able to have programming like we wanted to, because at the, at the beginning, I took a view that I was like, oh, okay, you know, not knowing now like how much it was worth because I put in the work um, the time, and I really, really believe in it. Mm -hmm. um, but I also, in order to believe in it and make it move, I have to believe in myself. Mm -hmm. um, so really just just knowing my worth, um, and not even business, like good and bad relationships, mm -hmm. friendships, with the people in my friend, where I'm a friend. And as I get older and I look back, I said, I thank God for all of that because it really do, it's making me who I am today because I'm still young. Mm -hmm. um, so that's one of the things that I do share like with our girls on our sessions, like boundaries, not too young to have boundaries. Right. Thirty some years old, this one, and like, hey, I need some boundaries because there's too much going on. And of course, um, the biggest thing for me is just doing the work and sticking to it. Yes, like, sticking yeah. to it. If you wanna, if you wanna sell yourself short, make sure it's because you want to, mm -hmm. not because somebody made you feel like you had to or convinced you that you're not worth it. And that's in anything, personal, business, I guess that's the two things. <laughs> the, two, the two biggest things. It's just knowing, knowing your worth. And with I'm here and this season, that was one of our biggest things was pushing them, like, know who you are, what mm -hmm. you are. Just the foundation. Just mm -hmm. know the foundation. Because you're always going to constantly keep going. You're always going to change. You're always going to yep. get to know yourself. Right. But that foundation of knowing that this is my worth and this is who I am, mm -hmm. respect it or check it, it is what it is, it's on you. And knowing mm -hmm. that if somebody walks out, you're not losing nothing. They're losing something. That's right. This one for you. Exactly. Yeah. So when you have these conversations with your girls, you know, when you're young, your friends are your everything. Mm -hmm. So, like, how do you try to explain or what kind of examples do you try to give? 
to them so they can kind of somewhat understand where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So I, one of our core values is transparency. Mm-hmm. So I share some of my stories like in middle school, even though that's like dinosaur ages to them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I share some of my stories, but we also encourage them to be transparent as well. Um, so we have an activity that I love to do. Um, we have a, like a, a bowl or something and they put, so we do a friendship. We have a friendship session. Uh-huh. Um, and so they were right on a piece of paper, no name or nothing, like things that they go through with their friends. Mm-hmm. Put it in there. We read it out loud. Now one of our rules are, if you know what the person is, what they were talking about, and who it is, you can't say that. Uh-huh. That's like from Joe. And so this gives them an opportunity to share things that's going on in their friendship circle. Mm-hmm. And even though they their friends might know, but we're able to they're able to express how they feel. And as a group, as a sisterhood, we work through whatever situation it is. Okay. And so that also shows them that one, well, your friends know, you know, either it hurts you or it's a problem. And we, that's when we go into boundaries because we're hoping your friends respect whatever it is that's going on and respect yes. your friends mm-hmm. and vice versa. Um, mm-hmm. So that's one of the things that that's how we're able to do that is just, again, providing a safe haven and just being transparent on my end and allow them to be transparent. Awesome. Yeah. I got three nieces. Maybe I'll send them your way. <laughs> <laughs> Come, I'm sending them a yo. Cause I wish we had something like that. We back on that. Well, we still had the I'm the adult, be the child thing. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of talk about self worth. Mm-hmm. No, self worth at all. No, it was all yeah. about doing good in school, going off to school, and exactly. staying in child's place. Stay in child's place. Yep. Yep. Don't get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Kids are made to be seen and not heard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Explanation of the why. They didn't explain oh, you better not ask. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You couldn't ask. You just do what you were told, told to do. That's it. Well, I'm still kind of with that on that one. I'm growing. Yeah. Well, it depends. It's, it's, it's crazy you said that because we do teach, and it's something new. Um, so we do teach, we do teach them that you can correct an adult. You can ask why because yes. it's not what you say; it's how, how you, you say it. it. Yes. Because I, I think growing up, because I grew up the same, I grew up in the same generation. You don't ask why. Right. Well, you can look at how it, it hinders us in life. Mm-hmm. Because now, like in the business industry, and I can I'll just speak for myself. Somebody might tell you to do something, or your boss because they're in leadership role. Oh, hey, do this, and you like. Now, that don't make sense, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't ask why because you don't want to be disrespectful, right. and you don't want to come across as subordinate. So you don't ask why; you just do it. Yes. Now you're frustrated and mad. You go, you go home with this on your brain because you didn't speak up. Now, well, I didn't speak up for myself. I knew that was wrong. I shouldn't have did it. Um. So I think for me, I think it stems from that not being able mm-hmm. to ask why because right. you couldn't. Your parents were your lead. That was a leadership role. That was right. the authority. Right. So now I can't ask why when I'm in these in, the in this world. Yeah. yeah, I don't ask why because oh, well, this is authority. You know, this is mm-hmm. the big boss, or this is a police officer, or this is you know mm-hmm. this person with this title. So they know, and I don't know. Right. So I'm just gonna yeah, yeah, I just do it. And so that's one of the reasons why we do let them know, like, hey, you know, speak up for yourself. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know, right. teachers, things like that. Because mm-hmm. adults, we're wrong sometimes. Yeah, we're wrong. Oh, yeah. wrong. Like, like, we <laughs> and, that's a, and that's a part of growing up. Because as I grew up, you know, 
Um, I often say, you know, a lot of things that teachers and things did back in the day, things that they said was so wrong and so inappropriate, you know, that they didn't get called out on. Now, you know, uh, you got parents going up to school with them teachers. You know what I'm saying? Like back in the day, that wasn't really heard of. Like back in the day, if your mom or dad was called to school, you were scared because you know you could get in trouble. But now, teachers have to wonder, okay, are they coming up here to correct their child or are they coming up here to correct me? That's kind of the thing that, that we're dealing with now. But some of the things that was done and said, one thing I say when you say with the girls, um, I was having a conversation with my mom and I was making that comment. And she said, well, what, what, what kind of, what do you mean? What was things being said? I said, okay. In your generation, I was talking to my mom, her generation, you know, oftentimes when you were a pretty girl and an adult felt like, you know, you weren't where you needed to be for that age or you were a little bit gullible. Do y'all remember ever hearing the older woman tell a little girl, you know, so, so if I tell you, you pretty, you're going to be a big one. What are you telling that little girl? You're telling her she gonna be sitting around when people tell her she's pretty. So you know what I'm saying? Things like that, you know. And you're not you're not gonna say nothing towards them like you're saying being respectful or whatever case may be. Now you know a little girl might come back and say something. I say something. Yeah. <laughs> right back at you. Right, right. But I think that is one of the ugliest things to have said to a little you know a little girl at that time. And I heard it often at the store. Sometimes at church, you know, sometimes, you know, they're trying to correct them and let them know you're a little bit too global, you're a little bit too friendly, you know, you need to toughen up, you know. Yeah. And I would say, just say that. Don't yeah. say yeah. what you said. You said, right. yeah. That's true. Well, until next time, there's strength and sisterhood and support and sisterhood. Bye. Bye.